0: Hello, I'm Jeffrey Mishlove. You know, yesterday I released a very significant video in my estimation, the monologue in which I concluded that just by a single thought, we are able to create a shift in our own consciousness. And uh, to me, that is a profound insight when you consider that we each as individuals have somewhere between 50,000 and 70,000 thoughts a day. Think of the opportunities each thought represents for a positive shift in our consciousness. And uh, The obvious question is, hasn't this been discovered before and how come, if not, how come people aren't all enlightened by now? I mean, the human species has been on this planet for tens of thousands of years, many tens of thousands of years. By now, we, we should all be enlightened, and yet we're not. Far, far from it, as a matter of fact. So, is this talk about a shift in consciousness based on a single thought? Is that just New Age, or some people say New-age? New Age B.S. (laughs) I think that's funny, because in general, I have to say, uh, when it comes to popular New Age culture, I'm more positively disposed, I suppose, than many other people, including viewers. But, nevertheless, I think there is a real issue here, and it reminded me of a time when I was an undergraduate at the University of Wisconsin. I graduated in 1969, and that was a very eventful year. I remember it well. In February of 1969 the black students on campus there were 30,000 students on that campus and although the black population is roughly 10% i think of our culture there were 500 black students enrolled uh, as i remember out of 30,000 and they they were complaining about institutionalized prejudice and discrimination believe that well they held a strike a student strike they shut down the whole campus they literally did and and i'm going to talk about that uh, and they held a symposium they brought in some of the leading black speakers from around the country to speak at the university of wisconsin as to why they were holding a student strike i attended all of those talks and One of the speakers said something that struck me as incredibly profound and related to our topic. He said, The man doesn't move when he sees the light. The man only moves when he feels the heat. And of course, the student strike was an effort to put heat on the man. And as a matter of fact, it worked. Within a year, the uh, Afro-American Studies Department was formed at the University of Wisconsin. I remember I had a big argument with my father at the time, and he said to me, he said, well, why should they have a black studies department uh, next, he said, how come they don't have a Jewish studies department? And I said to him, well, Dad, they actually do. They have a Hebrew and Semitic studies department. I was studying Biblical Hebrew at the university and Modern Hebrew as well. So, it's not as if other cultures didn't also have a representation on campus, but the student strike went even further, because it was the occasion, uh, for me, I was a psychology undergraduate at the time, we formed the Psychology Undergraduate Student Association. and I got up, I gave a little speech in front of the group as it was forming, and I said, I signed up as a psychology major, because I wanted to learn about myself. But what are we learning here? We're learning about rats running in mazes. We're not really pursuing self knowledge at all. And uh, I got elected vice president of this very first uh, psychology student association, and we argued and achieved, uh, the university, the psychology department, instituted new courses at our request. For example, at that time in academic psychology, would you believe it, Sigmund Freud, one of the most important figures in human psychology in the 20th century, was not taught at Madison in the psychology department. It certainly was in the psychiatry department, but psychologists turned up their noses at Freud. Big mistake in my opinion. Um, So, we got them to institute a course on Freud, amongst other things. And I uh, took that course. As a matter of fact, now uh, these days I think we could go a lot further than just courses on Freud. But the point is that sometimes we get really invested emotionally in our ideas. And when that happens, a simple thought isn't going to necessarily be enough to change our consciousness. We won't move just because we see the light, we want to feel the heat too, because we're invested. We have an emotional attachment to a particular concept, a thought, an ideology, a way of being. And you know, many of us, probably most of us, are pretty comfortable with who we are. We don't really want to change. If things are going along well, if we're enjoying uh, some privileges, some benefits, some comforts in our life, why change? Certainly. Uh, It can be uncomfortable. It can be embarrassing. It might uncover things that we've been hiding from ourselves for a long time. But, here's the thing. Yes, You can shift your consciousness with a single thought if you're relatively detached, if there isn't a strong attachment. The examples that I gave in yesterday's monologue were ones for which I didn't have a terribly strong attachment. So, I was able to make a shift quickly and then another shift quickly based on a thought. And As I said, when I sit down in preparation for my interviews, But mostly monologues, because when I do the interviews, there's someone in the room with me. When I do a monologue, I'm here by myself, and I can use that 15 seconds just to say to myself, okay, let's move up to a higher level of consciousness now. And it's doable just that easily. If you're not able to do it just that easily, you need to ask yourself the right questions. What's holding you back? What are you attached to? And let me give you this advice, as an empiricist, as somebody who is, uh, I would say, in the scientific camp, uh, primarily, but also very, very open to the mystic, to the psychic, to things that most scientists don't want to acknowledge. How do you balance those? How do you How do you free yourself from the prison of your own attachments? Some of them you don't feel are imprisoning you at all. Well, fine, but the key is this. Are there thoughts that you are attached to, states of consciousness that you are very, very attached to, belief systems in particular that you are very, very attached to, for which you don't really have much in the way of solid empirical evidence. For example, I can tell you this. I watch television a lot. I have for a long time. I watch the news. and I know if you turn on one news channel, the purpose of the channel it seems to be is to get you outraged at a particular political party and there's another channel and they seem to be focused on getting you outraged at the behavior of the other political party and i think of the very first motion picture ever released in the united states it was a birth the birth of a nation and once again, it was a piece of media propaganda designed to engender outrage. And I've heard from a number of viewers, I know there are things that outrage you. I am inclined to think that when we get outraged, when we get on our high horse and we say, that is outrageous, something has to be done about that, we better be darn sure of our facts. And if you are outraged about anything, anything at all for which you don't have solid facts, maybe that's the sort of thing you could begin to try to let go of. Outrage, yes, outrage. And I'm saying this at a time when I know outrage is high on all sides. I don't think it's necessarily the healthiest of human emotions, although a lot of good can come out of it. Good came out of it in 1969, in Madison, Wisconsin, when people got outraged. So, I'm not against all outrage by any means. All I'm suggesting is, if you want to enter into higher states of consciousness, you can do that with a single thought. And If you find that that's not true for you then you have to ask yourself what are you attached to that's holding you back and can you let go of those attachments and maybe one way to help you let go of some of those attachments is to ask yourself whether they have a strong factual basis or not i'll leave you with those thoughts and thank you for being with me.